Thanks and welcome to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan. And Ashley Castleman will be with us a little later in the program. She is BBB Western Ontario's communications manager, and she'll join us to discuss the responses to BC wildfires. Is there anything we can do to help the people who suddenly find themselves forced from their homes? And if we do make a financial contribution, how can we feel secure that it will get to the people who need that help? And speaking of secure, uh, this is the time of year when many of us choose to leave our homes to holiday somewhere that lets us get away from it all. But when you're away, how do you make sure that things you leave behind are safe and secure? And we have Corey Robertson, uh, who is Director of Marketing for Security One Alarms, with us this morning. That's a company that's been providing security systems in southwestern Ontario for the past 30 years. Welcome to Ask BBB, Corey. Good morning, Jim. Corey, we know that uh, the Internet and the development of the smartphone has changed just about everything we do. Uh, Has it impacted the security systems? For sure it has it in such a positive way. Um, You can now be connected back to what matters most to you. So in a residential application, your security system now is a smart security system. So it will integrate with other smart devices in your home, such as a smart thermostat, smart deadbolts, smart lighting modules. Now imagine if I bring your smartphone or your tablet into the equation as well. From your smartphone, you could arm and disarm your security system, and when that happens, it will automatically lower your thermostat, save you a few bucks on the energy bill, lock that smart deadbolt, and turn the lights off. So it's a totally integrated system that we're talking about. It's really changed from just having that one alarm system to integrating everything else. So how do, if, if we're going to set up a security system, where do we start? We, you always want to start with a, with a consultation. And that's one of the things you'll find with, with any BBB accredited type of a business. You want to have somebody that can come in and give you a consultation on the kind of work that you want done. So in the, in the case of a residential security system, you want a professional to come in, take a look at the outside of the home. We want to look around. We're looking at sight lines. Where are there maybe some trees or bushes that somebody might hide or not seen from a streetlight or maybe where your neighbors might not see you? So we're looking at that on the outside. Then you want somebody to come in the house and you want to see what's the layout of the house, what's the lay of the land, and then you can custom design the security system to specifically fit the needs of your home. And if you are the techie and you do want to have the latest and greatest, yes, you can start to integrate those other smart devices like the thermostat and the lights and so on and so forth. Now, when we think of the, the smartphone, we think of wireless. Uh, are, we, are there still wired systems for security? What, what's, what's the pros and cons of Wireless versus um, a wired system, Corey. For sure. Um, With a wireless system, if you've already finished your home and you've done some major renovations to it, the benefit there is I don't have to go poking holes in your wall and fishing wires and trying to do that. With a wired system, where you still want to depend on it is in things like cameras, video cameras, video surveillance cameras. You still want to rely on that Cat5 cable that's still going to deliver a solid, solid image. 
when it comes to this, the devices in your home, a, a, a window contact, a motion sensor, those sorts of things, um, you're reliant upon a battery. So in, in after, after, so many, uh, after so many years, you are going to need to change a battery in a wireless device. But beyond that, wireless is definitely um, here to stay. Is is wireless though Wi Fi? Is that vulnerable to being hacked, or is it is it secure? Sure. So you do want to be careful about those things when it comes to a, a, a Wi Fi connection. Um, when it comes to wireless devices, they're talking specifically back to the panel, so it's not really using Wi Fi. Where Wi-Fi comes in is if I'm using my smartphone now to 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 try to manipulate my security okay. system. Mm-hmm. So, so for example, if I had my smartphone and I wanted to simply arm and disarm from an app, and then that would disarm my system. What you want to look for now is a company like Security One that can provide an app that gives you the same type of secure encryption as your banking app. Mm. So as long as you've got that, and, and really in the layman's eye, you're looking for that little, if you think to your bank app that you use, you look for that little, it looks like a, it looks like a padlock up in, up in mm-hmm. the address bar. When you see that, you know you've got that kind of encryption. So um, when we talk about the, the wireless system internally, that's not Wi-Fi. What sort of a wireless system is that using then? So they are using a, a very basic radio frequency. There's an RF okay. uh, receiver inside of your panel or possibly your keypad. Different different makes and models will do it in different places. But but um, to to the, the the specific devices in your home, it's just a simple radio frequency that is speaking directly from that one device back to its panel. Now, when we say tech. Ten years ago, if we had an alarm system, it was just simply alarming the doors and windows. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it's more expen- extensive than that. Is there a whole range of systems then uh, that we could choose from, and, and a price range too? Is there, that- there, there, sure, there sure is. I think for the first time in the history of this industry of security, we've become cool. <laughs> first, yeah. For the first time yeah. in, in okay. 60, 70, 80 years, yeah. our industry has become cool. Um, a, a wide range of, uh, of, 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 of prices. You're going to be able, um, it, it, as an electronic business, mm-hmm. which is really what, what any security provider has become. We're an electronic company now. Um, it, it's, it's the way of the world now. And so the price of electronic equipment in general has come down. And so most security companies should be able to offer you based on the brand that you want and based on the little bells and whistles that you want that, yes, there's there's absolutely a system out there for every price budget. Well, we see now that some of the TV suppliers are venturing into the area of security. Is that going the other way as well? Uh, uh, when we come to some of the devices and we talk about security, do you end up uh, going on a computer and making sure that it's uh, secure as well? Sure, um, we 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 do our we are, we we do use computers, um, and you and and so you do have to have an element of of security um, there. Um, when we do a commercial application, for example, our technicians are working with an in-house IT manager of some sort, somebody who's going to be able to be the guy that can, you know, lock down the computers in your place of work and and make sure that they're they're safe and on a secure network. 
And speaking of security, we know that uh, seniors have a whole uh, range of issues when it comes to security, and uh, we want to discuss some of that after this break, Corey. Our guest is Corey Robertson, Director of Marketing for Security One Alarms, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Ask BBB. Our guest this morning is Corey Robertson, who is the Director of Marketing for Security One Alarm, and we're talking security. Corey, uh, just before the break, we mentioned seniors. And staying independent. And we know that there are some devices and ways that uh, can provide security both for the senior and for the people who are related to and love that uh, senior. So we we both feel secure. That, that's the, that's, that is really the most important part with any type of these uh, personal emergency uh, response system type of units, the medical alert. It really brings a peace of mind to the family. Usually people that I'm talking to um, is the adult children who are coming in to mm-hmm. find something for their senior parents. Um, and, and it's hearing from the kids that are all a part of this decision to find mom or dad the right type of unit, that it makes them feel good knowing that a device like this is designed to maintain your independence. It helps you to stay at home a little bit longer. And and, and then knowing that help is the push of a button away, that's that's the, the final the final uh, piece, uh, piece de resistance. Yeah. Corey, when you say... Uh Finding the right type of device, so I take it that there are a number of different levels. Sure. What what sorts of devices are available then for uh, seniors and for, for that kind of connection, whether it's a senior or someone who who needs to have that kind of resource? There's in there's there's really two different types of a medical alert. Certainly, you'll have bells and whistles with them. The first type is a more traditional one that we have been accustomed to for quite some time, a base unit type of a model. It's going to plug into a power source and a phone jack, and there's going to be a button that you wear. And it's fantastic because you've got this button. Maybe you're wearing it on a wrist, maybe on a a lanyard around your neck. Um, In many cases, that button can be waterproof and if you have a personal emergency, you can press that button. And what happens is it triggers your base unit to contact a monitoring station. And somebody comes on over that base unit and asks what, what you need help with. And maybe it's, you know, call the kids, call the neighbors, a trusted friend, or up to and including dispatch an ambulance, dispatch a fire truck, as the case may be. That's a more traditional uh, type of type of unit that, that the, we've had. For the years. person has to have the ability then to push that button. That's exactly the point. Yeah, exactly, Jim. Um, I've, I've gotten to be able to press that button. Now, what we've got, the latest and greatest, is absolutely fantastic. It's going to be a self-contained unit. The two-way voice communication is going to be in the pendant itself, and you can wear that again on a lanyard around your neck, maybe a belt clip, something like that. You can still press a button when you say, I might need to talk to somebody. These latest and greatest now will go anywhere in North America. It's going to maintain its two-way voice communication. So now imagine I can visit the grandkids in Toronto. I could go on vacation to Florida. Even as a snowbird, an extended vacation, it's okay that you're, that you're down there. The GPS locator is going to tell the monitoring station where you are. We would know exactly which emergency department to dispatch whether it was the London emergency when you're at home or if you were down in Florida, we could dispatch Bonita Springs just as easily. 
The best part of this, though, is that these devices now have what we call a smart fall detection. If you were to have a fall and couldn't press the button. I was going to say, I I know that uh, the smartphone that I have uh, knows when I'm walking and and records every step. So it would know, these devices know if I've fallen then. It will. It, it and 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 then and then to the to the point is going to trigger an alarm into the monitoring station, and the operator can now initiate the two-way voice communication in your pendant and say, "We've we've received the the alarm that you've fallen. Is everything okay? What do we need?" So with Security One Alarm, there's yes. an actual person who intervenes. Absolutely. Is that always the case with companies that provide these services? So that's another thing you want to look for. And again, we, we mentioned in, the, in, in, in a previous segment, uh, Jim, it's important when you're dealing um, with a company that you're looking for that BBB accreditation because mm-hmm. it's, it's a little bit of a higher standard. So in the case of Security One, you've got an operator on the job 24 hours a day, our people in our facility – and that could be Easter Sunday, Christmas morning, or the middle of the night on a Tuesday, still going to be staffed. Now, can some companies do that? And then, you know, maybe they um, they subcontract out the phone calls to another place. Well, sure, you could. Abs- absolutely. So as, as a consumer, you want to research that and find out what is going to be the best solution for your family. Now, when we um, have the alarm and it's set out, they send people out and we, we have the help. Um, uh, what sorts of cost range do these um, systems run into? Sure. Um, so you can you'll mostly find them in the neighborhood, uh, starting of the uh, mid twenties, twenty five dollars a month or so, and depending on your bells and whistles and different things that you might want from a company, you'd be paying in the neighborhood uh, of uh, so certainly some of our competitors as much as seventy five dollars a month. Now, Security One, we don't go quite that high. Our cap is going to be at about forty nine dollars a month, um, but that's a range that you could expect. So security is uh, all enveloping. And uh, when I was on your site, the Security One Alarm, just uh, in preparing for today, there's a whole range of services beyond the two that we've talked about here today. Oh, sure. Um, we try very hard to be a one-stop shop when it comes to your security needs. And, and, and yet having said that, we want to still think we've chosen to do one thing and do it well, and that's security. So it would also include video surveillance and ULC fire monitoring as well. Very important pieces of the puzzle to your overall security plan. If people are just starting to think about security because they're going on holiday, what sort of time frame is there to be able to get some of this done? Um, with, uh, with a company like Security One, we are usually in the neighborhood of a week and a half out booking an appointment to get a new installation done. We also uh, employ a service department so that if emergencies come up, we can react to those quicker. And that does afford us from time to time the ability to say, well, it's, you, left your, you left your phone call to the last minute. Let's see what we can do for you. <laughs> Great. Corey, thanks very much for joining us this morning. I know that uh, there are a lot of people who are uh, getting ready to go on holiday. They might think about it. Uh, and just the general information of knowing that uh, these systems are now available and uh, – they're cool. <laughs> <laughs> they are cool. <laughs> Corey Robertson, Director of Marketing with Security One Alarms, has been our guest. And thanks again, Corey, for being with us. Thanks, Jim. You're listening to Ask BBB. And when we return, we'll find out 
why wildfires in B.C. can be a concern for people in Ontario. Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan, and I'm joined now by Ashley Castleman, who is the communications manager for BBB Serving Western Ontario. Welcome to this side of the microphone, Ashley. Good morning. Well, we said that um, the B.C. wildfires may present some concern for people in Ontario. I know that we'd all like to be able to help. Is there a potential of uh, scams in some of all of this? Unfortunately, when anytime there's a big disaster like this, uh, there are scammers out there that try to divert money that from people who need it into their own pockets. So that's why we like to uh, talk about uh, tips and uh, what to do before you donate to make sure your money and your donated goods are going to the victims of the fires. That's a good rule at any time, but uh, when we see the footage from BC, there's an emotional charge to that. And sometimes we'll leap right into it without doing some of that. So what what are some of the, the cautionaries when we're checking out a, uh, someone who comes and says they're part of a charity? How do we check it out? Uh, well, the first thing to do is be cautious when you're donating, donating online. It's very easy. You see something on Facebook, you click it, and you donate $25, $50 to help the victims. But you want to take a little pause, do a little research. Um, you want to find out if they have on-the-ground reach there. Um, right now in BC, it's Red Cross who is helping the local victims to organize and register. Uh, that way, if, in case you're looking for a relative, you can find them. Um, so if you just go onto our website, bbb.org, you can see if it's a legitimate charity. Um, you can also call Canada Revenue Agency to make sure they are a registered charity with them. They're the only ones um, that can issue uh, tax receipts if they're registered with Canada Revenue. So then you'd have some uh, security. I know one of the things that people look at in, with charities is uh, how much of my money is going to go to the actual cause and how much is administration. So if somebody says 100%, is that a guarantee? That is something you're going to definitely watch out for. Um, there's no such thing as 100% uh, goes towards the impacted victims. All charities and organizations will have some sort of administration and fundraising costs involved. Um, you should look at how much is involved. If uh, 80% of it is going towards fundraising costs, that might not be the best place to put your money. Um, but we normally suggest um, administration and a fundraising cost should be under 35% altogether because you want your money to go towards the programs and to the victims of the fires, not into the charity's pockets. And we have a whole system for uh, checking out charities that you can refer to on the BBB site. Yes, you can go onto our website, uh, the charity on there. We have a charity review program where we uh, evaluate charities from across the country. We look at um, finances, how much they spend in programming, how much they spend in fundraising. We also go beyond that by looking at their governance, just their programs in general. So there's a lot of information that you can find uh, quickly just by searching on our website. Now, is it important to look at the charity and whether or not it's uh providing direct aid or if it's raising money for other groups that are going to do that work. Yes, that's also very important. Um, you're going to want to know if uh, if they do are raising all this money, um, how soon it does get to the victims or if they're dispersing it to other charities uh, that are local there. Now, money is always the one thing that we can all 
give, but they're asking as well, or people are thinking of giving clothing or food or other supplies. Is that practical? It, it can be. Um, for people in BC, it might be a little more practical because the, if you donate in Ontario, they'd have to ship it there. But um, these people have lost their home. So a lot of times uh, you can donate uh, household goods, clothing. Um, the best thing to do is ask the charities that are directly impacting um, the victims what they need, whether they're looking for more financial to help them out or if they do need those goods because they'll tell you what they um, are in uh, desperate need of. Now we hear uh, terms not just for this but for other sudden kind of uh, emergencies or instances. We hear about crowdfunding and all of a sudden there's uh, people raising funds for something or other. How does that crowdfunding work? Well, crowdfunding has become more and more popular with social media. Um, so that's when you'll go onto a place like GoFundMe or many other uh, crowdfunding and people can donate together and pool their money to give to a cause or to an event. Um, but you're going to want to be careful with uh, crowdfunding on social media. Um, it's a very easy way for scammers to set up um, crowdfunding that looks legitimate, but it's really never going to go to the victims. Um, so this is why it's important to do a little research uh, before you uh, click submit. Ashley, thanks once again for uh, coming this side of the microphone with some tips for us. Ashley Castleman is the producer of Ask BBB, and that's our program for this time around. I'm Jim Swan. Remember, Ask BBB and start with trust.